Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your Hello and welcome to, to Pick and Pod. We got the Space Jam theme song in the background, my favorite movie of all time. It's springtime here in New York City, even though it doesn't feel like it. There's snow on the ground, but we have playoff basketball three weeks away. But before I do that, let me introduce you to my guests here today. We got Reed Horner and Francis Keene. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? Doing pretty well. How was everyone's spring break? Favorite movie of all time? Yes, by far. No questions. <laughs> Favorite movie of all time. Like the, In the history of cinema... I, I love okay. Space Jam as much as the next person, and I love basketball. Favorite movie of all time, I'll give you one more chance to redeem yourself. To not only myself. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's a really good one. See, because no, those are my two go-to movies whenever I say what's my favorite, Space Jam or it's Pulp Fiction. What's so. your favorite meal? Filet mignon steak or macaroni and cheese? Or That's literally the two options right there. You're talking to two other college students right here I who was, can <laughs> really only afford mac and cheese right now. So I was going to say chicken parm from Michelangelo's, but... All right, let's just get into it, guys, because we could talk about food for the whole 30 minutes. Um, so, okay, the Knicks are officially going to start tanking now, and um, this is uh, almost, we're almost done with the season now. We've been talking the whole year about the Knicks, and they should be tanking. They should have been doing this after the All-Star break. Um, but now it's official. Jeff Hornacek has said the starters are going to see significant reduced uh, minutes uh, with these last 15 games of the year. Melo and Kristaps most likely going to get 25 minutes a game as opposed to the 30, 35 that they were getting. So the Knicks are going to go into the summer with uh, with some tryouts in these last 15 games. They're going to see what they got with some of these young talent, uh, some of the young talent they have. I think it's long overdue. But what do you what do you guys think the chances are they can land a top five pick? Well, first off, leave it to the Knicks to be the one team that sucks and messes up tanking as well, because <laughs> they might as well be like game 80. Yep. Okay, guys, we're done. We time to tank. It seems too little, too late almost. It right? seems way too late for this. More power to them, I guess. I don't. I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish with this. I still think no matter this this coming draft, I will at least give them the credit that they don't need. You don't need the first pick in this draft to get a good player. It is abnormally deep. It's yeah, it's really. So deep. they could get lucky, but no matter. What they do, they can't make up for the mistakes they made in the offseason. That's how I always feel. I mean, right now, if they lose out, they're only one game ahead of both the 76ers and the Magic. They could be in the 14th seed instead of the 12th, which could help them out. The percentage-wise, yeah, they'll definitely get that. uh, They'll have a much better chance if they just lose a couple more. And conspiracy theorists out there would always say, if the Knicks have a chance, the Knicks will always get it. A la Patrick Ewing, right? Yeah. Well, this is what I wanted to say, because you talked about the bad deals that they have. Uh, with uh, with uh, Joakim Noah, four years, eighty mil. Uh, Courtney Lee got another four year, sixty million dollar deal for players who really aren't worth that kind of money. So now my question is to you guys: uh, with with Melo going into the offseason as most likely their top trade target, and once you get rid of that thirty million dollars a year off your off your cap, now you have room to grow and you have room to go and sign free agents. But with the Phil Jackson uh, controversy, with him kind of dragging Melo through the dirt and kind of throwing a bunch of shade at him through Twitter, I think people don't even want to come and play for the Knicks. That's going to be their problem. So I think they have to build through the draft, so the tanking part of it I really do agree with, and it's long overdue. But it's still going to be a a Knicks team next year that's going to be inexperienced uh, per se because I don't think they're going to be able to land a superstar-type player. And in my opinion, they're going to get rid of Melo. So then now you have Kristaps to build around, but you don't have – another top-tier superstar to add along with Kristaps. So that's why I think they should 
if they can get a top three pick and they can land Lonzo Ball, I think that would be the that's the ceiling for the Knicks in the summer. If they can s- somehow find a way to s- uh, slip into that top three, that would be ideal. But that's that's a far shot because right now they're they're twelfth in the Eastern Conference, and um, they're starting this tanking thing a little too late. So I just I I don't know what to think about the Knicks right now. It's it's a lot of uh, a lot of drama and a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts this summer. But as a Knicks fan, I just really hope for the best, and I hope that they can find a way to land a superstar player through the draft. Yeah, I mean I I agree. I think the Knicks just need to kind of reset. I think they need to. This all dates back to the. Carmelo Anthony trade where they gave up all of their chemistry and young players to get one guy and J.R. Smith. <laughs> well, and Chauncey Billups as well, but uh He was at the end I of think, his career. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. I think I think they need to reset. They build around Chris Stapps. If they can get a top pick this year, that's great. If not, if they're let's say they're top five or top seven, I still take that. I mean it's not necessarily going to be great for the next couple of years, I don't think. So I think if you can just start building now, maybe in four years, they could start to be a playoff contender hopefully again. Sooner. Hopefully sooner. Well, yeah, hopefully sooner you'd want. But yeah. I'd say based on the state that they're in, you'd hope that, yeah, maybe three or four years. Yeah. What do you think, Reed? <sighs> they're going to get rid of Milo, Milo, Mello <laughs> this summer for sure. Just yeah. because of the reason you pointed out, the cap room is obscene. I still argue that Melo is not only a great player in this league, he's a top five New York Knick of all time. Yep. He's just not top I'm not, five I'm, New York Knick? Of all time, yeah. The New York yeah, Knicks yeah. do not have the history people claim they do. If you really go back to the t- players they've had, like... I can name um, three just off the And I think Carmelo Anthony is a top 15 scorer in the NBA history. Like This guy is an elite talent and always has yeah. been. I just don't think he's a number one scorer, a number one uh, option on your on the team. Well, anymore. I never thought he has oh, been. Yeah. Th- 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 this yeah. is my whole spiel, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think they should get rid of him for sure because um, you kind of went soft on it. I, I'm guar- I guarantee or I'm, I'm certain Christoph Porzingis is the future of the New York Knicks. Yeah. I've said this also countless times. I think he will be an MVP candidate in five years. The real question is, will he be on the New York Knicks? Because we've learned that players like to move <laughs> a lot. And if the Knicks continue to be, well, what they've been, I don't know why he'd have any incentive to stay, right? See, yeah. So I I, I, I guess they have to be looking to the draft to build around him because it would be the stupidest move to get rid of Melo and then take that money and turn around and try to sign another star veteran that would just take the ball away and take development time away from Kristoff who you're trying to build your, your team around. I think you just save that money up, you do it in the draft, and you use that money to get a compilation of average players to maybe above average players that are specialists at certain positions that you can really build around. Yeah, I agree with you because my whole thing about getting that other superstar is because I want them to be able to compete next year. And I think if they were to add another superstar to go along with Melo that maybe isn't the overpowering superstar that Carmelo is, I think that would help them. But what you're saying, if they end up doing that, then you're committing to almost a couple losing seasons in a row. Because when Kristaps by himself with a couple of players you get in the draft, you're not going to be competing for a playoff spot. But what are they so, going to do? The Knicks, the, Knicks, the Knicks have been losing since 19, oh, 2000. I'll, like, I'll give you that. They've been losing for a long time, but it's still the mecca of basketball. It's the New York Knicks. And I don't, <sighs> although Phil Jackson has done everything in his possibility to try to make it that players don't want to come here. I mean, I talked about it with the stuff he's did to Melo and the way he treated him on Twitter, let alone. And not to mention, he won't talk to the media. So he'll, he'll go and make statements to his um his inner circle and his inner circle who uh 
he has a couple people around the NBA. A couple work at Bleacher Report, Kevin Ding, um, Charlie Rosen is a couple another one of his guys in the media. So he'll go to them and they'll put out his his quote, but he won't talk to the media. So now he he lets it up for Carmelo to have to answer all these questions. Meanwhile, it's not even it's not even Carmelo's doing. You know what I'm trying to say? Like he Phil Jackson kind of set this up for the Knicks to make it really hard for them to land a top tier free agent. That's why I would love for them to be able to 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 sign a free agent, but if you end up building through the draft, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be committing to losing for a couple of years. And I think Knicks fans are just impatient at this point. They've been used to losing, but I think they're just getting impatient. Yeah, but I mean, they tried doing the whole two star thing with Amari Stoudemire and Carmelo yeah. Anthony. It didn't really work. Amari Stoudemire was obviously injured a ton, but yeah. Well, let's say they do trade Carmelo, or they try to. I mean, they have to. They hopefully they trade him. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. Who who can they get for him? Because I don't think a lot of teams are willing to take him. Clippers, will, Clippers will definitely be willing to take him. I think for what he's worth, because I think I think they're going to have to give him up for a little less than what he's actually worth. And the way Phil Jackson has said the way he feels about about Carmelo Anthony, um, I think he's he'll be willing to do that. I mean, the table, the deal that was on the table was Austin Rivers, JJ Redick. Um, Jamal Crawford and a couple first rounds, a couple first round picks. It didn't fall through, but it was a kind of a rush deal at the trade deadline with the summer when they have a time to sit down and actually put something together on the table. I think the Clippers could give them a package without giving up their big three that the Knicks would take. And like they said, like we were saying, they're building for the future. So if you don't get uh, in return exactly for what Carmelo is, um, you might just have to take that at this point because Carmelo's not happy. It's a volatile situation. And it's just it's not going to fare out well if Carmelo is in the Knicks jersey next year. Knicks fans need to keep in mind that the value in trading Melo isn't in what they'll receive from their trade partner. It's in the very fact that they're getting rid of Melo. Like I just said, if you right. trade Carmelo Anthony to try and get a big member of the Clippers, then you're just getting another player, like I said, who's a veteran, somewhat star, that's not going to help them develop. I liked Carmelo not only because I think he's an awesome scorer, brings people into the seats, but I think he's actually taught Kristaps uh, how to be a superstar. I mean, this is—I've only—I've—I don't cover the team, but I've—I've I've covered uh, a game or whatever, and I've seen how Kristaps seems to almost mimic Melo in a sense. About there is a different attitude and lifestyle, and however you say, um, aura of a superstar player that you have to learn how to develop. So I think Carmelo's been great for Kristaps and that. If you get rid of him, you don't just bring another player like him. You just get players that can contribute, that can whatever. And side note, Doc Rivers has never given rid of Austin Rivers. Because I mean <laughs> I mean Rivers has played better recently, but even he's when having he's, a career year this even year, when yeah. he sucked, Rivers his dad wasn't getting rid of him. So he's not gonna get rid of him now when he's right. somewhat good. Hey, it's a business, anything can happen. We could talk about the Knicks all day, but before we move on, I just want to say in these last fifteen games of the season, what I'm really excited about since they're officially tanking now is the young talent. Could you have uh Chase and Randall who honestly didn't no one really knows too much about but I do. Do you? Yeah. Well, I'm, I have the pleasure of covering the Westchester Knicks this so, year. Exactly, exactly. So he's been doing really well. I think he was averaging like 20 points a game down there, right? He's definitely the best player. I remember one game I went, it was, uh, this is a real weird side note now. They were playing, I believe, uh, Maine. He got fouled the last second of the game. They were down by three. He literally got fouled shooting a three with two seconds left. He hit all three? And he went to the free throw line, and he made the first, and then I think he... Missed the, the second. No, he, he made the first two and missed the very last oh. one. Um, 
Guys, I want to see how Ron I'll... Baker on the court more. I like him from Wichita ba- State. Yeah. Ron Baker wants Ron to see more Baker. of Ron Baker see, that, on the court. He was on my list of young players I was going to yeah. roll through. And then uh, Kuzmiskis, of course. Those three guys, Baker, Kuzmiskis, and Randall. I think you. it's basically a tryout type session here in the last couple games of the season. you got to see what you have in them come summer to see if they're going to be a part of this rebuilding Well, process. all jokes aside, too, the Westchester Knicks, they really should look into their D-League team because that team does have talent. They now, do. they're not they really do. They're not deep yeah. necessarily, but they do have a few players have, that I um, think that could become not necessarily superstars, but that player I talked about that's a specialist that can help do that one thing that the yeah, team may ask right. them of. I covered the Westchester Knicks last year, and they have the Same. Greek they have the Greek freak, uh, Greek freak's brother, Th- Th- yeah, Thonis yeah, Anikatubo. Yeah. And honestly, he his frame reminds you of Giannis. He's honestly, uh, obviously not the same type of player, but he has a, a lot of potential too. So the Knicks should look at their young talent, their D-League, and just really reevaluate this summer and, and see if they can build a playoff contender within the next year or two. But let's move on to uh, the other team in New York, which is not doing any better. <laughs> it's the <laughs> Brooklyn Nets. They're the worst team in the league. But with Jeremy Lin missing 40 games uh, with a, li- a lingering hamstring injury, I think if he plays even half of those games he missed, they're not the worst record in the league. You think they make up twelve games? Poss- possibly, yeah. I, honestly, when Jeremy Lin's on the court and the pick and roll action with him and Brooke, and you have uh, Karis LeVert now who's been playing really well, Sean Kilpatrick has been banged up with a groin injury the last couple games, but throughout the whole year he's uh, a six man of the year candidate. Even though he's not going to get it, but he's up there with the top the top uh, bench bench scores in the league. But I wanted to mention the the game last night because Brooke Lopez hit a tough shot. In the corner, I don't know if any of you guys seen it, but yeah, it was it was unbelievable. It was a fadeaway mid range jumper, and there was two guys draped yeah. all over him. Ken, and that's another thing about Kenny Axon that I really like because he is a great coach and he does a great job at drawing up plays after the timeout, kind of like a Doc Rivers does. So we don't get to talk a lot about the Nets on the podcast this year because they're not doing too well. But I think there's a there's a sense around this team that Sean Marks, the Sean, uh, San Antonio product, is the right person to be running this ship. And not to mention they have Kenny Agassin, who I think is really underrated, especially this year since he's only won 13 games, I believe, with the Nets. But people look at that and say, hey, he's not a good coach, but he doesn't really have the tools there. And Jeremy Lin, their top uh, free agent they brought in, was injured most of the year. So I think they can um, they can definitely be a better team next year. There's going to take a, a lot of reevaluating to do, just like the Knicks. But Sean Marks at the helm, I think, is is major key for, for the Nets, being a, Sean, being a San Antonio product. But... That game last night, I was watching it. As soon as I got home, I turned on the Nets game because I got the league pass update. It was like, they always tell me when there's close games. So it was like 96, 96 minute left. I turned into it, and uh, he hit a tough shot, so I just wanted to give Brooke Lopez a shout-out. He's a great guy, great person to uh, to approach after the game, even after a loss. He's so. a great player. And honestly, like he doesn't get the credit enough as a, as a top-tier center. He's a really center. good center, yeah. Yeah, I would say he's top eight center in the league right now. What do you guys think? I would I, I would honestly agree with that. I Thinking about the centers in the league, you can't really name right a now, couple. Right now, there's yeah. not like a ton that are necessarily stars. Yeah, there's maybe four or five that I put in like a star category. And I, what about you? You think he's a top? Well, I've, yeah, I've continued. I he's definitely top five center to me. I think top three. He's he's so versatile on both ends of the of the court, but also kind of to Francis's point, um, he's not necessarily you know all time greatness. He, like talent wise in history, but we do not have very many great big men. No. Um, ha- Question: Have you guys ever seen Dragon Ball Z? No. A little bit. Not. Really. I love Dragon Ball Z, and they had this one technique near the end of the Buu Saga, 
spoiler, called fusion <laughs> technique in which the two go go tanks and trunks fuse. I really th- wish that the New York basketball NBA teams could do that very same thing because they'd be awesome. I love the Nets. Oh, they would be great. Just get rid of the Nets and just well, merge. Well, I think the Nets the have Knicks. a lot. Oh, no, they'd have to merge I, with the Knicks. We're, we're not, with yeah, the, no, oh, with no, the Knicks. No. With the Knicks. Yeah, yeah fusion. Ha, like, like I think the Knicks, the, the, the Nets have so – I love so much about the Nets that they have a star in Brook Lopez. I love players like Kilpatrick and Levert. Yeah. And I think that they just have the potential to really grow that roster, even with players like Lynn. What they don't have and what's always hampered them is the draft pick. They don't have another draft pick but, for a while. But they did They did sneak into the late first round with two. They have two first-round picks late in the first round now. <sighs> to after, me, in the um, NBA, a late first-round pick is just a second-round pick. But, hey, Kawhi Leonard, went, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard went 16th in the first round. So you can find a it's, – it's a long shot. I'll give you that. It's a long shot, but you can find a gem late. I'm just saying they, they don't have their top pick that's going to go to the Celtics, which sucks. I'm giving you that. That really does suck. But – it's a deep draft, and I think the fact that they did sneak back into the first round with two picks in the Spencer Dinwiddie deal is a guy you guys. Well, the reason I also won guys. the Knicks is because the <laughs> Knicks have the commercial MSG. They have the Kristoffs. Like I'm just saying, New York is is hurting itself by splitting up the market, <laughs> bringing them together, guys. Remember, Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. Anything can happen. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, somehow, Tom Brady always finds his way onto these airwaves. Yeah. The except, I really don't like no the exception what, to the rule does not make it. the rule. Not exist like just because oh they could happen like yeah it is but do you want to bank the future of a multi-million no a billion dollar organization on the fact that this could happen it's happened before <laughs> hey, like I'm not I'm not relying on it but I'm just saying it's good that they got but just think of it like this picks. like if you have a child and you're interviewing babysitters and they're like oh yeah can you take care <laughs> of my child correctly and the babysitter goes yeah you know I mean I've had a few kids like dropped on me i've lost a couple <laughs> other ones but i did take care of one a couple times pretty well and the teacher and the, the, the parents really loved it so there's a chance your child could be really taken care of are you okay. hiring them okay i'm not no. hi- i'm not, You're not hiring, hiring them not, because I'm that's not. a really bad so i I'm think that them, you could equate a billion dollar team like the nets to one child but i'm saying i'm not relying on that i'm just saying it's a good sign that they were able to find their way back into the first you know round. what that is a good sign I'm it just is, saying it's better than not having it. But listen, and just but quick, I'm not banking on quickly it. before we go on um, to the LeBron James and LeVar Ball subject, I just want to say I think quickly, and I know we we can talk about this a lot. Better state, better a franchise that's in a better state of mind going into the off season is Knicks or Nets. Uh, I, the Knicks, you think so? See, but I I just think there's so many dysfunction in the upper office of the Knicks with Phil Jackson and Steve Mills. They don't agree on anything. Phil Jackson is not pleasant to the media. He he doesn't really care for his players, honestly. I honestly don't think he cares for his players. If you're doing this to your star player, Carmelo, it says a lot about the way you act as a GM and president. So I just think Sean, I'm so high on jo- Sean Marks because he's he's the quintessential GM, I think, in this league. He's building through international players. This is where the NBA is going. He's building with with a, with a the t- with the star. I know Brooke Lovers isn't really a superstar, but he's got a star, and he's building around him. And I think if I'm a Nets fan... I would be a little more optimistic than the Knicks just because of the dysfunction that is around the Knicks. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I would actually, now that you mentioned all of those <laughs> things, you might be right. The Nets' mental state might be a little better. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Now their physical state might not be great. Yeah. They don't Lopez have, is getting yeah. injured, all that stuff. I mean, yeah. he's got ankle problems. And then Jeremy Lin has to has to turn it around next year and have, right. uh, have to stay healthy. I, I have to completely disagree with you just yeah, because no – 
not because all the points you made weren't valid, but because the Nets have the one thing that every NBA team, no, every professional sports team seeks more than anything, and that is a franchise-level player, a marquee player, a future face of your franchise. And that's so Kristaps you're find. talking about for the Nets. And that's Kristaps. Yeah. Nets yeah. don't have that. No, I agree with you, and that was actually in the back of my mind. Um, they don't have a they don't have a young star, but that's why it really does hurt them. That they don't have that. Top Although team. I will say the Knicks management, you didn't mention this. Not not that I'm faulting you, but, but James Dolan <laughs> to me. Now that we have got rid of the racist man known as uh, for the Clippers, anyways. Steve, uh, no, no, uh, Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. I didn't yeah. want I didn't want to give him the credit of putting his name on airwaves again. Anyways, <laughs> I think James Dolan is the worst owner in the NBA, and I think the Knicks are really suffering from that. Yeah. And unfortunately. He can't be fired. I can get I can get into a big discussion about James Dolan, but I think this is just a paycheck for him. I honestly think the New York James Knicks, Dolan, like the Knicks, are just basically a team that you know produces most of his income. He doesn't really care if they do well or not. But we can talk about the Knicks all day. The New York teams we just covered. So let's move on to a, a national topic that I think is getting way more attention than it should. Because <laughs> we talked about this earlier on, on the Thirty Minute Week podcast. We, we tackled, we're like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, go. I mean, we're, we're like, we, we can finish interesting the story, but pretty much we're like talking about the story for five minutes, and then he's like, and you know, like idiots are pretty. We're all spending time talking about this, and I'm like, wait, introspective moment. We're talking about this. <laughs> That's the thing. See, what, what LeVar Ball is doing, it's exactly what he wanted. He wants people <laughs> like us talking about the comments he's making about uh, legends in the NBA. And if people who, who don't know the story, LeVar Ball is the father of Lonzo Ball, who's going to be the top NBA draft pick this year. And he also has two young younger sons who um, are getting a lot of national attention and playing for a Chino Hills High School, I think it's, I believe. So, And he's going around the media saying he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one saying Charles Barkley is not a le- I don't even know what he said about Charles Barkley. Honestly, I just think it's something that he should take a step back and say I'm at some point he has to say I'm hurting my my sons at at some point because it's adding pressure to them. When you, when you say my my son's worth a billion dollar shoe deal and my son is going to be better than the two-time MVP Steph Curry, then you're creating uh you're creating a chip on his shoulder and also a lot of added pressure. So, I just think LeVar Ball needs to take a step back and say let my let my kids play ball, and just let it play out. I <laughs> would agree with that. I think he needs to step back, but at the same time, I don't know what it's what's going on in Lonzo Ball's head. I mean, maybe he loves this <laughs> little realm that he's got himself in, where he is now the top story on everybody's mind going Everything. into the going into the NBA draft. I think without a doubt, he's going to be looked at the most as whether where he gets drafted at this point at least and I just I, I think it's fascinating I really do yeah. I think it's fascinating about what he's saying he's bringing in LeBron James he's bringing in everyone yeah he's bringing in LeBron's that, yeah. kids that <laughs> that's completely out of line and yeah. I forgot to mention it the fact that he says that his sons are better off than LeBron James's sons yeah that's I don't think you can I, I, no. You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say that, and nor is it even even close to being true. I mean, LeBron has ac- access to things that you just simply don't, and has money that you simply don't. So this, yeah, and plus, I'm not, yeah, I'm, you don't know what his family life is like, so you can't just yeah. say what. And I'm not saying more money and more access to things will help you make it to the NBA. I mean, Derrick Rose came from nothing, even the the slums it, it of helps, Chicago. Though. It helps exactly. It doesn't hurt. No one's all like, he could have made the NBA, but. Oh God! His family had that trust fund. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyways, um, I also think think 
This guy's crazy, for one. Yeah. He's doing this <laughs> He's for publicity, son, but he also sucks at it. Because in a matter of weeks, you go from my son is better than Steph Curry to I can beat Michael Jordan one-on-one, like – where do you <laughs> go from here? Next week, he's going to have to be like, 9-11 was an inside job. Like, there's <laughs> nothing yeah, else I don't know you who can he do. And where he's going to up himself past exactly. Michael Jordan talking about basketball. And I don't that. know I don't know if you guys seen the Chris Broussard podcast where it's actually on video of Chris Broussard and LeVar Ball talking, but he's like, LeVar Ball is like smirking when he says this. So it almost looks like... Oh, it's almost like he's kind of joking in a way, like trying to get... It, exactly. Like he's he, trying to get a reaction out of people, but he has that smirk on his face where you just see like, he's not serious, but... He's saying things that are so outlandish that you don't just say it and say it's a joke. You know what I'm trying to say? He's pathetic. And I, I didn't want to go there, but <laughs> you could say oh, that. And yeah, what, yeah. what do I have to worry about? No, Come at me, LeVar Ball. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> at, at Reed Horner. <laughs> yeah, just sub the Twitter handle and everything you say. That guy, at Reed Horner. Anyways, um, no, I think he's pathetic, and I think that exactly for, like, he knows what he's doing, and he's just doing this because I think think in his messed up head he never got the publicity he thinks he deserved when he was in his prime and so now he realizes when he made that one comment about Steph Curry and they say oh he's always been like this I'm sure he's always been like this but now his kids are actually in the spotlight so he has one to kind of push his way into as opposed to when his kids didn't have that he's like oh I don't do anything so now so so he saw that Steph Curry comments he's like oh wow people actually they they're paying they attention. Care about me yeah, now? they're paying attention. So let me just. What, let me. He's like, like poking the the bear, kind of like. What happens if I say I'm better than Seeing this guy? How far <laughs> he can go? Oh wait, now the guy answers me back. I'm validated now for who I am. I, these guys want me on shows. And they yeah, want, he's on Sports like, Nation. Like, like, and this is what he wants. I mean, the marketing's there though. His he. He is actually the t- most talked about story in college like basketball. Like I said, what he's, and he's doing not even is playing. Working. Yeah. So I would, I if I was, if I, I mean, personally, I wouldn't want my brand to be associated in the way he's making it uh, be viewed. But then again, in whatever show business, no or press anything, is bad press. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh wait, right? all press is good. What is it, no? no. It's nope. better. It's better to what be infamous than known. I don't know. You're close. You're close. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. No. No press is bad press. That's the saying. I think. No. Uh, no. No well, press. I said is, that. But is that is that? Did you say? I think. Yeah. I said. I said no press. Okay. Is, but is that right? Yeah. I think oh, that's okay. right. Okay. But no. That's definitely right. That's the saying. But like, like I said earlier, what he's doing is exactly what he planned. He wants these. He wants people like us, radio shows, sports talk shows, to talk about this subject, not only because he thinks. It's it's a valid argument just because it gets his boys and his sons more publicity. So, I mean, we can we can go on all day. Like I like I said about the Knicks, we can go on all day about Levar Ball, and I'm just not gonna do that because, quite frankly, I'm sick of him, and I don't yeah I don't want to harp on the point too much. But very talented son though. Yeah, very no, talented. Lonzo yeah. Ball. That's the thing. And I was quickly Lonzo Ball <laughs> has done a great job at, at like kind of telling the media that that's my dad. I'm not. What am, who am I to tell him what to do? So he's kind of just taking a step back, and I respect that. But I want to get into the resting of players, guys, and we talked about it on yeah. the 30, 30 minute week podcast. And I don't know. I guess I have a little old school in me because my father kind of implemented that into me. Like I just think that the fact that LeBron James thinks he's entitled to a rest day. I understand you went to six straight finals. I understand you have a lot of minutes on those legs, and you want to be able to play 20 seasons he said it on record I want to be able to play 20 years I want to play till I'm 40 so I understand that he wants a rest day but to, to, to the tell to tell the NBA that they can't do anything about this when they're sitting their net players on national television he was wrong by calling out the NBA and Adam Silver was more than just by sending out the memo 
And for people who don't know, we sent out a memo to all the owners of the NBA saying that this is a significant issue and there will be significant penalties in the future. So I'm not all for these resting of players. Michael Jordan played 82 games in a season, I think 10 times in his career. Um, yeah, so I just I wouldn't um, I just wouldn't rest players, man. What do you guys think? Um, I I kind of disagree. I mean, I I think that sometimes you need to rest a, one of your star players at this point in the season. I think it's okay. Not in like the middle of the season. Everything's still on the table for whether or not you could make the playoffs. But they've clinched. They at this point, I think giving them a day so that maybe they can just regenerate a little bit. Uh, because what did, I think Kyrie said they played like six games in nine days. And, I mean, Kyrie and Kevin Love were injured. They were. T- well, Kyrie is a stretch, but Kevin Love was injured. Yeah, okay. But Kyrie, you can say he was a little banged up. But, but they said he was injured, at least. They yeah. said he was injured. Ky- Kyrie was born with a sprained ankle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. I remember um, in Duke, he had a lot of ankle Oh, problems. he only played three games at Duke. Exactly. Knock on and wood. And drafted number one. I don't know how he did it. but <laughs> Amazing. I, Amazing. I'm totally happy about it. And uh, quickly, I just wanted to... Um, to put this out there since we were just got off the topic. Francis, you just showed me uh, the quote from his uh, dad. You want to give it? Yeah, uh, he's LeVar Ball said, don't care what LeBron James, what LeBron said. So he said, don't care what LeBron said. That's just pure arrogance to me. Like, you you don't care what he says. First yeah. of all, you shouldn't be saying, you shouldn't have his kids' names in your mouth. But it's just it just goes to the arrogance and just the fact that he's just out of line and we moved on from the topic but quickly if you guys want to say something you could i mean that's a fresh fresh news right there but it's just arrogance to me yeah i think it's i you can't say that you cannot say that about another about possibly the greatest player to ever play basketball at some point potentially and definitely our and generation all, yeah oh, definitely our generation yeah. possibly of all time at some point so you know i think it's ridiculous reed what do you i the man's a joke of a human being. I, real, real quick, real quick on the resting thing. I just think basically I don't have a problem with LeBron resting. I think he's a superstar talent who's going to deserve what he gets. Sometimes, like I don't care if he takes off. What I don't like is that the trend of other players in the league following suit, right? Yeah. And LeBron, he's arrogant from some time to time, but all, the face of the NBA always is. Yeah. So I don't like this trend. I think the NBA needs to stop it. I don't think. I think that's the problem. The multiple players, not the one. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there for you guys because it's literally just came up on uh, Francis's update for ESPN, so I want to throw it out there. But... Why are we paying the big bucks? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's about it. The resting of the players, I'm not a fan of. Um, I know you guys didn't really give your take as it on much. If you guys want to go, you guys can go. What do you guys no, think? I'm going to sit this one out. Sit this one out. <laughs> Greg Popovich has been doing it for years. Yeah. I think it's okay. Okay. But I just don't think, quickly, primetime television, you play your star players if they can. That's all I have to say. Yeah, no, I I I agree, but I think if like I I don't think anyone has really cared a ton in the past like four or five years because the Spurs have been doing it, yeah. and I think it's just because it's the Cavs and LeBron James because that's the only time that people have a problem with yeah. anything. It does get more attention. So, well, guys, well, I had a great time today. It's uh, it's March twenty second, and uh, this is Pick and Pod, a production of WFUV Sports, alongside Francis Keene. And Reed Horner, I'm Tyler Freire. Thank you for listening. This is a product of WFUV Sports.